Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 36. I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me, back in your lives, Mr. Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I hope you had a nice week off. It was, you know, it was, um, I missed everyone. You were. I missed you, man. You're sitting there with your feet up, watching Mad Men, doing whatever it is you do, you you single guys do, and I'm just out here grinding, <laughs> pushing out content, Gary V style. <laughs> Three podcasts I did last week. Uh, you've been, so, so like, meanwhile, while, like, leisurely, I've been, I've been having my feet up, you, I mean, you've been grinding. Yes. I mean, the NFL does not sleep. And clearly you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I got kids, so I'm always awake. Anyway, might as well, might as well record some podcasts. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I just we're gonna go through a list. A lot of it is gonna be a rehash because I want to get your thoughts on it. But also, we got some breaking news today. Brady's coming back. He's back. Like, is can we check the date? Is it April first? <laughs> no shit. Is man. it? Yeah. Is it April Fools? Yeah, and so that's gonna be a whole controversy. Is he back in Tampa? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Is he on the move? No, nah, dude. He he loves Tampa, man. I feel I like he, I think he would love San Fran, hometown. He, I mean, he is a Cali kid. Um, God, but you know, the 49ers just traded all that. They mortgaged their future for Lance. But it's Brady. But but it's Tom Brady. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Um, we got some some extensions today. Ertz, Gallup. I mean, just cousins, like the NFL. I talked about this in one of my podcasts this week. For as lame as the NFL is during the trade deadline, because nobody gets moved mid-year, or very rarely does someone get moved mid-year, the, this offseason's been crazy, and free agency starts tomorrow. The tampering period begins tomorrow at noon Eastern. Um, so it's going to get even crazier. So it's just been, <clears throat> in the week that it's been since we've talked, we've got Rodgers coming back officially, Calvin Ridley suspended for the year, uh, Cooper traded, Wentz traded, Mac traded, Russell traded, Deshaun Watson, criminal indictment did not go through. I mean, that's just in six days since we last spoke. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so we got plenty, plenty to talk about. We're going to run through these pretty quick because like 15 things to hit. So we're wow. going to just hammer through them. Can I just say the NBA has, I always have thought this. They've had a lock on free agency in terms of excitement, in terms of moves that were made and like like marquee blockbuster moves. They've always had the lock and like it's always been really exciting to watch the NBA's free yeah. agency and like especially their trade deadline. You know who I think has the best trade line though is baseball. You think baseball? I think why? Um because baseball is such an individualized sport. Like even like when you're on the field as a team on defense, if you play right field, you can play right field mm-hmm. anywhere. NBA, even so, I think there's got to be a schematic fit. Sure. Like baseball, if you're a superstar and you're in a small market, and they just want to dump you for picks. Like you can 
be gone. Uh, the Yankees will have you because they'll pay you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the NBA is right up there. And like the NBA offseason with free agency can be crazy. I mean, the NBA moves more superstars than any other league. Oh, man. Like Durant, James Harden, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron. I mean, those are all like marquee names who have moved in the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. All the Some Gian- of them multiple times. All the Giannis news, right? Like, yeah. oh, man, it it's electric. But what's going on in the NFL today? I, I almost want to say the NFL's free agent, like – year this year or like all of the news leading up to it more exciting than any trade deadline or free agency market in the nba i'll say this i don't like the way the rams went about building their roster but the rams winning the super bowl i think are a catalyst to a lot of this where teams are seeing like it can be done so you're seeing some teams get a little bit more aggressive you know, the Russell Wilson trade, um, the Cleo Mack trade of the Chargers. Like, I think you're seeing teams like, all right, we're going to try and go about that too. We're going to go all in on some of these positions. And they started a movement. A little bit. And <clears throat> in football, now is the time to do it. Because once training camp kicks off, once you get into the season, you can't have guys trading teams because you got to learn a new playbook, a new system. It's it's much harder, especially on offense. So, yeah, a wild week. It's only going to get crazier tomorrow. What'll be funny. So tomorrow, the legal tampering period begins at noon, noon Eastern. So teams are supposedly not supposed to have contact with players and their agents until that time. I guarantee you at 12.02 Eastern tomorrow, you'll have your first breaking news of a player who has agreed to terms to go to X team. No foul play there. Just <laughs> just you you were very sure what you wanted two minutes in. Yeah, you got that offer, and you're like, this is it. Yep. Yeah. I don't need to see anymore. Yeah. The tampering period began weeks ago. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> uh, it'll just be announced tomorrow at noon. But, um, yeah, the NFL has done an amazing job of dominating the headlines. Even in the offseason, when now it's like, kind of a quiet period yes pro days are going on college kids are getting ready for the draft but man they've dominated the headlines last week it's been a little bit crazy none crazier than old man river mr tom brady coming back for a 23rd season the jokes on twitter are flying if you want a good time (laughs) just go and look at him (laughs) I've seen him like, you know, he spent eight weeks with the wife and kids. He said, I've had enough. No more parent-teacher conferences. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, someone someone tweeted, I forget who it said, but he looked at his schedule for tomorrow and saw nothing but parent and teacher conferences. So he decided enough's enough. He's like, no thanks. Uh, um, I just read one that said uh, Brady's got to pay back all of those PPE loans, the, the PPP loans, <laughs> the COVID PPP loans. <laughs> Uh, yeah, TB12 probably had a couple of those loans, the, the brand. Um, uh, but, oh, man, the real-life Benjamin Button, back for 23rd season. Yeah, and then my other favorite tweet is, you know, in his announcement, he said there's unfinished business. And I forget which NFL player tweeted. He's like, bro, you've won seven Super Bowls. What's, What's unfinished? Yeah, <laughs> like three naked fingers, right? Like, Yeah, they're cold. They got to warm them up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're feeling a little light. Yeah, they're lonely. Man. So so let me let me ask you this. We'll kick the Tom Brady discussion off as this. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay has a 
slew of openings in that roster. Um, obviously, the quarterback's coming back now, but they had an offensive lineman retire. They have a ton of free agents in that roster. With Brady coming back, are they able to get the band back together? Or is this going to be still a very different Tampa Bay team next year? That's a great question. Um, Tom Brady's got a following, man. He does. So he's he's got a team like Godwin's coming back, right? Yep, he's franchise tag. He tore his ACL in December, so we'll see how quickly he can get back to the field. But yes, and and Mike that's Evans not, is there. Yep. You got to assume Gronk's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, they're. Uh, Brady Gronk is a package deal. Like a package deal during the NFL season. They're Ma, a package. Yeah. Get my football pants. <laughs> Ma, wash them. Wash them. I got to go play with Tom again. Uh, I feel like they're a package deal. Um, so you got to expect Gronk to be available. Like, yep. And something that I've noticed, I don't think you need to be 100% at the start of the season. If you're on a Tom Brady-led team. They also might be in the worst division in football. The, yeah. I mean, you got the Matt Ryan-led Falcons. Uh, you Dumpster have, fire. Um, this, the New Orleans Saints, which could get interesting because they're in trade talks with Deshaun Watson, apparently. Deshaun but, Watson's having an official visit to the Saints because he has a full-blown no-trade clause in his contract. So he's visiting with the Panthers and the Saints. That's uh that's that's a little pretentious of uh Mr. Watson considering all of the uh circus, legal circus that he's been through to 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 interview teams now. Well, when you are probably a top 5 quarterback when you're on the field, special rules for special players, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um and he's going to well, we'll get to Deshaun Watson, but you know, the NFL could still suspend him. He still has a civil trial going on. I mean, he's not out of the woods yet. God, what what a compl- like Deshaun Watson's Facebook st- relationship Facebook status, his meta status complicated. Complicated today. Do they still have that? I don't I I, I deleted mine, so I'm not sure. Um, but God, I hope How so. How do you think my wife would feel if I put complicated? Which <laughs> <laughs> <But> just <laughs> Oh god, Katie, uh if you're listening, which she doesn't. It's fine. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Cool talk your shit bro you should yeah dude you should put complicated yeah see what happens uh our boy will be a single man next week (laughs) if anybody's got a free couch let me know um you slept i need to bring this up oh no you slept in your dog's bed the other (laughs) week yes but it's not how it sounds it wasn't because my wife was mad at me no no you weren't in the doghouse no it was because my three-year-old son wouldn't stop getting out of bed and i had to lay outside of his bed to literally physically restrain his door (laughs) And if CPS is listening, it's not as bad as it sounds. He just he was having a thing. He kept getting up. We've had, we had enough. And Re- restrain is a strong word. I I feel like you were just uh, you were monitoring. I, I was closely. making sure his door was not opening. Yes, closely monitoring. Can I tell you a funny story about this? Of so, course. <laughs> so uh, usually, like you know, we'll let our son get up like six or seven times, and finally, like we've had enough. And and before we go any further, can we just for the audience? How old is your son? He's three and a half. Yep. Um, Terrible threes. And he's a little bit jealous because his baby sister, who's two months, gets to sleep in our room and sleep regression. All the parents out there will know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so one night I did sleep in the dog bed in the hallway to make sure he stopped getting out of bed. Uh, 
but there was another day where you know i'm holding his door shut i'm like jordan please go back to bed and then eventually you just gotta like shut up and let him blow off his steam and then eventually he gets bored and goes Tight, to bed. yeah tuckers himself so, out. so he's he's at the point now where he realizes that he can't get out of bed anymore and he's going back to bed and i can hear him mutter under his breath he goes stinky dad yeah poopy dad yeah <laughs> So, so I, I come down the stairs. After, Direct translation. <laughs> after, Fuck you, Dad. After, so I come down the stairs uh, after this, and I have, I'm, have a smile on my face because I was trying so hard not, not, to, not to die laughing. And and Katie thinks I've lost it at this point because you know usually when I go upstairs, like steam's coming out of my ears because I just want this kid to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. She's like, "What happened?" And I tell her the story, and then I'm like thinking about it. Like 20 minutes later, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like. That's the worst thing he could think to call me. Mm-hmm. Like that is toddler speak for the absolute worst name you could call a person. Yes, yes. <laughs> like he thought of the nastiest like vocabulary words that he knew, <laughs> and it's stinky and poopy. And poopy. and and, <laughs> and then gave them to me. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, man, that is a story that I will tell at his wedding because that was just that's just that's, absolutely perfect. It's it's like the sweetest, funniest like most wholesome story <laughs> I think I've heard in a long time. That is stinky yeah, data. Stinky data. <laughs> three and a half year old talk for go fuck yourself, go dad. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the dedication, you slept in a dog bed. Good for you. Uh, not my, just any dog bed. My dog does have a temper pedic. Yeah. And, and it's not a small dog. Like no, he's Coop's like not a small dog. 65 pounds. Yeah. So I mean, for a guy with back issues, it wasn't like phenomenal. But it was better than sleeping on the floor. Can <laughs> I just say I've known you for a long time? Uh, you've slept in way worse spots than yep. than than in a Tempur-Pedic dog bed. That is one hundred percent true. Uh, like most men who've attended college, I've slept on hardwood floors and. Oh, I have a great story. Okay, we'll save um, that for another time. <laughs> um, can I tell it? It's good, and I'll is be it quick. The poster story. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um. <laughs> So when we were an undergrad, Alex went to a nearby university. So we're both from Milwaukee. Uh, Alex went to Marquette University. Most of you probably know that, that school um, located in Milwaukee, for those that don't know. Uh, I went to UW, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, right down the street. Um, And we would would share parties, share friends. So Alex came over and... uh, you know, the night's winding down. We all go to bed. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, probably an asshole move of me not not to give you a blanket. I mean, par for the course. Yeah. Um, I'll just, just other priorities, other things on our minds. Uh, so, <laughs> come out of my room in the morning and I see a, so we pinned a flag to the ceiling and it was a Captain Morgan flag. Full-sized flag, mind you. Um, the Captain Morgan flag has been pulled down from the ceiling. Um, and our boy Alex is tall. So about six... Are you 6'3", six, 6'4"? Three, six, 6'3". Six, um, jumped to get You had tall flag. ceilings. Yeah. Jump, but, dude, a man on a mission. <laughs> uh, you jump to get this flag down, and I come out. What do I find? Our boy sleeping and you were on the ground i believe right hardwood floor you guys had a full house there was no couch space no nothing 
on the floor wrapped in a Captain Morgan flag. The the Captain Morgan flag doubled as a blanket. Oh yeah. I mean it didn't double as a blanket. It was a blanket. <laughs> um I personally I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but do you wish that you had a Tempur-Pedic dog bed? Back then, yes. I also <laughs> wish I had the athleticism to jump inebriated. 12, a 12-foot 12 ceilings there. Yeah, I would love to have known how that flag got down. But um, we digress. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. There was no extender there. That was just like a standing standing high jump that's to get just it down. what happens when you're cold and you want to sleep and and like sheer determination yes <laughs> uh, good times simpler times Sim- yeah simpler times anyway brady brady yeah, back to brady oh man so so do you think he's able to round the troops up yes yeah uh tom tom brady will do not 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 that there's going to need much coaxing right like he's he's a text message and like a news story away from others, right? Like you, you, you said it best earlier, Gronk, he's calling his mom, like get the grass stains out of my pants. Um, I'm coming back cause my best friend's playing. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. Assuming that the bucks are able to get, I think 70% of that team back would be a win. Plus, you figure now with Brady coming back, they're now more of a free agent destination. Like, mm-hmm. not even just their own guys, but other free agents. Let's now go, let's combine this with the next story, which is Deshaun Watson. Looking like he might become part of the NFC South, whether it's in Carolina or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Is a Deshaun Watson New Orleans team or a Deshaun Watson Panthers team enough to upset? Tom Brady in the NFC South. The so Deshaun Watson in Carolina does I I mean doesn't make it move you, for you. You you just go to Carolina to die. <laughs> um at least at least this year. Uh sorry for all the Carolina Panther fans that are listening. Um the truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> uh Deshaun Watson in Nola in New Orleans as a saint. We so we discussed this, Alex. How do they make that money situation work? So I, I legitimately don't know if they can. <laughs> like there, there would have to be some so some they've, wizardry. They've already restructured Marshawn Lattimore, who converted eight million dollars of base salary and a fifteen million dollars signing bonus into signing roster bonus. Excuse me, into signing bonus that cleared up eighteen point four. Alvin Kamara converted some roster bonuses and base salary, clearing up 8.3. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. Um, Andrews Pete guard converted 9.7 into signing bonus, clearing 7.7 million. Ryan Ramchick, he cleared 14.5. Michael Thomas cleared 11.6. Did My you hear? God. Did you hear how much that is? So 11 plus 14, let's call that 25, 32, um, 40. So they've cleared $58.45 million in cap this year just by moving people's contracts around. They are still $6 million over the cap. That's insane. And now you're going to add a $35 million base salary to that contract. How can you do that? 
Now, again, it's going to be $35 million base, so they can convert that into signing bonus and they can restructure it. So maybe that's the route they go. But, I mean, they still got $6 million to clear, plus 35. If they convert that to signing bonus, they'll clear some of that out. This is going to catch up to the Saints. It's, yeah. Yes. And, like, Deshaun Watson continues to have high contracts. I mean, he signed a massive deal that's kicking in now. He's young. Yeah, he's 26. So could the Saints figure it out this year? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They still have their defensive tackle, David Anyamata. He's got base salary that can be moved. Um, Bradley Roby's got base salary, Marcus Davenport. I mean, they still have contracts they can move around. Christ. (laughs) It's just like they're, they're just like creating this game for themselves, though, that I don't know like how it ends. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I think I think we all know how it ends. Yeah, with Taysom Hill playing by himself. <laughs> and yeah, and 51 undrafted <laughs> free agents and rookies. Yes. Yeah. Uh so if yeah, the Panthers don't, I mean, Atlanta you said it best. The NFC South is uh is isn't going to be a strong division coming but, up. But just think before today before oh the Deshaun Watson trade stuff and before the Tom Brady news, you could have had like Blaine Gabbert in in Tampa, who I think was the highest quarterback on their starting roster, uh, Sam Darnold in Carolina, Taysom Hill in New Orleans, and Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Like that is maybe the worst division in the history of football, at least modern day football. Matt Matt Ryan sitting sitting somewhere warm, most likely smiling ear to ear before today. Yeah with his $48 million cap hit this year. So, <laughs> so think about that. And now just 24 hours later, you could have Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady in that division. And do I think that a Deshaun Watson-led Carolina team could challenge a Tom Brady-Tampa team? No. Mm-mm. But, God, you put – if Deshaun Watson's able to pay, play 17 games next year and he's not suspended – I think Carolina is the second best team in that division. Mm. It would, uh, yes. Uh, if if we assume New Orleans doesn't get like a quarterback and it's Taysom Hill under center, we're running out of time. If it's not Deshaun, you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. Looking at bringing back Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky. Who else is out there? That's a good question. I don't, I mean, outside of like some ridiculous deal for like a, I don't know, Baker still hasn't signed an extension. Cleveland was supposedly in on the Deshaun Watson stakes. So they might be shopping Baker. They might be. What do you think about Baker Deshaun swap? Obviously Cleveland would have to add some picks with that. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, with the Amari Cooper news and Deshaun Watson and that running game. And now maybe Jarvis Landry wants to stay put. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you definitely want to stay put if you're Jarvis Landry, <laughs> knowing that Deshaun Watson's going to be throwing you the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of moving pieces in the NFC South. Uh, who wins the NFC South this year? So assuming everything stays put, and let's, let's for, for the sake of fun, let's assume that Deshaun Watson goes to New Orleans. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, do you think 
Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are a lock for the NFC South? Because I, I, I mean, can we agree they'll be favorites? I, I think any Tom Brady led team's a favorite to win the division. Um, I mean, look at uh, Tampa's salary cap situation here. Mm-hmm. I'll, so they're three million over right now. Mm, I mean. Three three million NFL dollars. Yeah, they That's got plenty to move around. Monopoly. I mean, money. they they are not one to. They are the opposite of the New Orleans Saints. They're very conservative. I mean, I'm looking at Mike Evans, Shaquille Barrett, Donovan Smith, Le- Levante David. They all have base salaries over twelve and a half million. You could all restructure all of those accounts or all those, all those deals and clear up a shit ton of space. So. <clears throat> If they wanted to, they can they can move lots of money around. But look at all of their like they have so many free agents this year. Mm-hmm. They I I remember when we discussed divisions. Jason Pierre Paul, Ryan Jensen, Nadama Kinsu, Gronk is a free agent, Leonard Fournette, OJ Howard, uh Ronald Jones is second, Richard Sherman. Not that he was the same player that he was three years ago, but mm-hmm. Carl also settled his off-field um, yeah. discrepancy. That's a that was a weird story. <laughs> that was um, so weird. Carlton Davis, Alex Kappa. I mean, like just like the list. Jordan Whitehead. The list just goes on. How many guys come back? How many guys can they afford to bring back? Being three million already over. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, there was there might have been a part of them that was. Like, not that you would ever want Tom Brady to retire, but that's a $20 million cap hit now that's coming back, which is dirt cheap, by the way, for a quarterback of his caliber. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the the beauty of Tom Brady teams, they he, he doesn't take, like, a huge cap hit. Like, sure, it's a big cap hit um, for what he is able to provide a team. The value's there. So then you get a bunch of dudes that'll take a little less money. He'll take a little less money. The value is beyond there. I mean, like Ryan Tannehill is making like thirty-five million dollars. So yeah. I mean, like Tom Brady is making twenty. Yeah. Who would you rather yeah. have thrown the ball? Exactly. Exactly. So um, so do because very clearly Tom Brady. I it doesn't matter whatever ancillary pieces are there. Um, the existing skill positions are all there. In Tampa, they'll be the favorites. Are they a lock to win the NFC South? I think I think a Deshaun Watson Saints team would push them for that division. That is scary. I, with one caveat, Michael Thomas has to stay healthy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he can't play three games this year. No. Like I mean, he'll come back a hundred percent this year, right? I think so. So then you have Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, you saw really great things out of wide receiver two, wide receiver three, um, Caldwell, and I can't think of. Oh man, the wide wide receiver three is um, escaping me in New Orleans. Why? Uh, like, give me one second. Yeah, we'll for sure. Um, we saw some receivers in New Orleans step up a little bit. Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. Callaway, thank you. Um, Traquan Smith had had some flashes. Marquez Callaway as well looked great. 
um, you get a guy that can throw the ball, right? Like maybe, maybe not Drew Brees, but like certainly better than like Jameis Winston and Jameis Winston made him look good before his injury. Yeah, for sure. So that, oh man. And you get Michael Thomas back that, ah, oh, that's making me second guess it. All right. You heard it here. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> let's wait to see where Deshaun goes. Yeah. And let's not forget, I talked about this on Saturday. Deshaun Watson still has a civil trial to go through, and the NFL is still conducting a personal or an investigation of the personal conduct policy. And quite frankly, the NFL, all they need is quote unquote credible evidence, which means they can pretty much do what they want. Roger Goodell is judge, jury, and executioner in those. I mean, with 20-plus women coming forward and accusing him of sexual misconduct, I don't know how he doesn't get a suspension. Like, like he needs to play because he's going he's gonna to need to pay some people. The only thing that I can think of that will get him out of it, and I've seen some people speak out against this on Twitter, is if, he, if, they, if the NFL decides, hey, look, um, he sat out all of last year, even though he was paid, if he's on the commissioner's exempt list, that's still a full pay status. They could say basically, look, you set out a year, your time's paid, but it's hardly a suspension. Mm-hmm. He was paid for all of last year, and he was also kind of holding out or holding in because um, holdouts are pretty much impossible in the NFL now. But it, that's the only way I see it. Interesting. Right? I mean, the NFL has to do something. Yeah. Like, I don't is it care. a fine? Like, is it a year's worth of salary? I can guarantee you there will be education and counseling. Mm-hmm. 100% guaranteed that. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's got to be some games behind this. I have a hard time believing there isn't. Like, could you, like, uh, 20 plus women. Ezekiel Elliott and Ben Roethlisberger both got six games for one woman coming forward, and neither one of them faced criminal charges either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. His, but his situation is so interesting because, like you said, he he didn't play last year. I know, but how much of that was his choice versus, like, I don't know. Was it his choice because he was throwing a temper tantrum because he wanted out of Houston, or was it Houston doing PR, or was it both? So as as general counsel of Impact Sports, um, <laughs> CEO, founder, general counsel, <laughs> head of marketing, head of sales. <laughs> Um, do you, so the fact that we even need to ask that question, there's, there's a, certainly a very gray area here. Does, is that our answer? Uh, is the fact that it is gray, like he was holding in, like how much, how long would he have held in? And then all of a sudden women started coming out. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I think the. I may be wrong. I'm going off memory, but I believe the allegations came out before he won it out of Houston. So I don't, and I could be wrong in that timeline, but that's how I remember it. I I don't think the NFL cares, right? It's going to, they don't care if he was held in or held out or, I mean. Right. The thing is, and the other thing I talked about too is like in his civil trial, he'll be able to plead the fifth. Like when he gets deposed, he can just not say anything because he could still be criminally charged. He can't do that with the NFL. 
it's a workplace investigation. He has no right to the Fifth Amendment. So he's going to have to answer probably some tough questions. And depending on how that investigation goes, I don't know. Based on the trade appetite, certain teams either don't think it's going to be a problem or they're willing to roll the dice and figure he's going to get a six-game suspension and they'll just move on. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Do those teams know something? Right? Like, are you willing to sacrifice and move if you're the Saints? You're going to move that much salary cap for a guy that might not play? You're willing to do that for a maybe? I mean, I guess the, the good news is the maybe is he's under contract through 2025. Okay. And he's only 26. He'll be 27 this year. Plenty of time. I mean, quarterback years, we were just talking about Tom Brady. I mean, Deshaun Watson's not Tom Brady. like, But still, 27, you got, I mean... 12 years to play? I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson, your your game is... He's, he's, he's more of a guy that'll take it into the goal line, and he's shown that. Like, yeah. he'll truck stick like a DB to get into the end zone. Um, so maybe the longevity isn't quite there, but still, you have another contract oh yeah for sure underneath your belt for sure uh yeah that's oh man that's in that's that's intriguing to see where that story goes i agree can you use so if you're in the nfl and let's say deshaun watson does get asked like some very very tough workplace questions can those questions be used against him so that'll be an entirely private investigation. Because it's a workplace investigation, it will be tightly in the NFL. So all internal. Yeah. Okay. And if that gets leaked, the NFLPA would probably have a field day with that. Okay. Protecting Deshaun Watson. Okay. So just it would like That's why you don't have the same protections. What do it's you mean? Like when you he, say protections. Uh, he can't plead the fifth. Ah, it'd be, it's, it's no different than if your employer is investigating workplace misconduct. You don't have Fifth Amendment rights. I see. Yeah, like nobody. Yeah, nobody would like. Like I wouldn't have the police showing up at my door. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Lots. Lots there. I'm sure that <laughs> story will develop. Um. I'm sure as the days go by. Uh, I mean, if he's already meeting with teams this week, you could. By the time you and I sit down next week, he could be in a new team, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Most likely. Yeah, most likely because teams are going to want to do it. The Texans want to do it before the draft for sure, which is at the end of April because mm-hmm. draft picks this year are worth more than draft picks next year. Mm-hmm. So they want those picks now, and apparently they really want Carolina's number six pick or wherever they pick, top somewhere in the top ten. Wow. That would certainly throw a wrench in all of the NFC South. So sitting here today, it sounds like Deshaun Watson most likely will go to an NFC South team. I think he will be a Carolina Panther. Okay. And how many playoff teams come out of the NFC South this coming NFL Dude, season? call me crazy. I think, again, assuming he's able to play 17 games... I think Deshaun Watson could lead the Carolina Panthers to a playoff team. It might be a wild card team. They might be the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. What was the seventh seed in the NFC this year? 
it was Philly and was it Philly? Philly the seventh seed? I yeah, Philly was a lower ranked seed. Did they go nine and eight? Or eight? eight it, did they tie? Um, NFL standings. I thought Philly had a five hundred record. Well, you can't go five hundred anymore. Odd number of games. Um, playoff. Playoffs. <laughs> Just can't go a podcast without saying Jim Mora. <laughs> um, yeah, the Eagles were the seven seed at nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. Um, who tied? Was the there, Saints? The Saints tied. Okay. At nine and eight, but um, Philly beat the Saints, so they got in. Minnesota was the nine seed at eight and nine. I think Carolina with Deshaun Watson could probably go nine and eight. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. If he stays healthy. And stays in Carolina because they were open to trade offers, right? They were. I think if you get Deshaun Watson, you you keep Christian McCaffrey. You need to. Um, Which then makes really intriguing Robbie Anderson, who had an awful year last year. Terrible. I drafted him in fantasy. I think he was off the team in like two weeks. Horrible. But he has like a Will Fuller type mm-hmm. speed and like the same like they're 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 kind of carbon copies of one another at the wide receiver position mm-hmm. that makes an intriguing intriguing matchup uh because still got dj Moore, serviceable oh, dj i mean i think more than serviceable mm-hmm. remind me for the next uh names sequence we do chubba hubbard Ooh, great name. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, they probably need some help with the wide receiver, but you can do a lot with Christian McCaffrey. They might need something with a tight end. No offense to Tommy Tremble. <laughs> Who? Yeah, that's their number one tight end right now. <laughs> and they probably, I mean, they they have a lot of holes in that roster. I just think you go from a combination of Sam Darnold to Cam Newton to Deshaun Watson Carolina, if you're listening. In a bad division. There's a guy uh there's a guy in Missouri, tight end in Missouri, looking great. Check him out. Um March twenty fifth. Off-season, offseason workouts. March twenty fifth pro day. Clint Sig looking great. Yeah. I'm excited for his pro day. It's gonna be good. It's gonna turn some heads. So would love to catch passes from Deshaun Watson, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. They went five and twelve last year. You got to figure Deshaun adds. How many games? He's got to add four wins. In that division, yeah. You, you got You beat the Falcons twice, and you beat a Taysom Hill led Saints team twice. Mm-hmm. You yeah, you'd think so. That's four wins. You're gonna play the other division's bad teams because you finished last in your division mm-hmm. or close to the bottom, whatever they finished. I agree with you. I think there will be two NFC South playoff teams with Deshaun Watson there if Deshaun Watson ends up in the NFC South interesting 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 wow all right let's move on um Zach Ertz what was the Panthers offer before we go I don't know it just said I don't know if it's been released it just said serious offer and like huge they so I think Houston's been pretty much demanding three first rounds and probably a player Hmm. 
if I know if I know Houston, they want Christian McCaffrey because they love trading for running backs. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Bill O'Brien would love would love to get a Christian McCaffrey. Now Bill O'Brien's not there anymore, unfortunately. All right. Oh, that's right. R.I.P. in peace. Um. Yeah, that's right. He's now at, at the University of Alabama. Oh, is he? He's their offensive coordinator. Part of Saban's team. Yep. Interesting. Uh, okay, well, we can stop ripping on, on Houston, although I'm sure there will be some, some interesting front office decisions. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Wow. Uh, let's hit a couple of these pretty quick. Yeah. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Three for, was it 34? What do you think about that? We, we talked about, we talked about him potentially retiring at the end of the Shocked. So, uh, let's see if I can pull up his deal here. Now that the base, now that baseball is opening up, Spotrac's got all their baseball free agents. <laughs> not, not a baseball fan, huh, Alex? I am not a fan of the lockout. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But okay, Zach Ertz three for thirty-one point six, including seventeen point five guaranteed, and an average annual value of ten and a half. Mm. Now, so the big number to remember here, and I've talked about this a couple different times. NFL contracts are not fully guaranteed. So everyone's going to report three for 31. But when I see 17 and a half guaranteed, that's the real number. Yep. So that seems more like a year, maybe a year, or maybe a two-year deal for 17 and a half. He's 31. He's going to be 32 this year. At a tough position. At a tough position. You know, apparently he enjoyed being in... Arizona. Arizona, and Arizona enjoyed him. He clicked. I mean, he he clicked with Murray. Yeah, let's check out his stats last year. He had, I mean. He played in all 17 games. Bare minimum in Philly. He had 112 targets, 74 catches for 763 yards, and five touchdowns. The majority of that, I'm sure, in Arizona. All of it in Arizona. He didn't play any games in Philly last year, did he? Oh yeah, he did get traded at the deadline, didn't he? He 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 played games, but just nothing. I mean, nothing worth talking about, stat wise. Twenty twenty, he was banged up. Twenty nineteen, he played in fifteen games, eighty eight catches, and six touchdowns for nine hundred sixteen yards. I I for one am shocked that he. I mean, he's a top ten tight end in terms of salary. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's a top ten? tight end in the league i mean probably number 10 if he's in the top 10 it's towards the bottom of that list Mm -hmm. good for him i mean in terms of fit seems like he fits in that offense for sure uh so good on them i think it's a great marriage moving forward um is he a little expensive probably like you're paying a little bit for the name brand and for 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 some of his past production i don't know that he's going to be a guy that's going to bring in a hundred receptions again probably not but he doesn't need to doesn't need to so here's the tight ends that are paid more than him on an average annual value you got kittle kelsey dallas dallas goddard mark andrews hunter henry first questionable one jonu smith Mm. dave and joku yep mike gusecki definitely and Njoku got tagged. That's right? why his is at 10.9. Yep. Same with Kaseki, who definitely, and Dalton Schultz, who I'd put above Hertz. 
Hooper is just below him. Kyle Pitts, I would put above him. Logan, oh, yeah. Logan Thomas is an interesting one. Yeah, very. Because I think he's very talented. He's just played for Washington. Untalented teams. Darren yes. Waller, definitely. Oh. Tyler Higby, uh, maybe. I think I'd rather have Ertz. Here's an interesting one. TJ Hawkinson, another guy who's been stuck in a bad team. And you go to Detroit to die. So Noah Fant. Which is, that's mm-hmm. an intriguing, I mean, Noah Fant in Denver? Yep. Noah Fant in Seattle? Nope. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, like, I can only, I just imagine Noah Fant, like a play in two parts, sees t- a tweet, Russell Wilson coming to Denver. He's like, yes, finally. Yes. And then reads the bottom of the tweet, yep. says Noah Fant, part of trade. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got Geno Smith throwing me the ball now. <laughs> no, dude, they traded for uh, Locke, bro. Oh, thank you. So Locke's a lock yeah. to be <laughs> to be the quarterback. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely an upgrade from Geno Smith. So to answer your question, I would put Zach Ertz somewhere between probably eight and fourteen. Yeah, I I think he's in the top ten. But yes, he back half. I mean, he put up numbers. If if you get 750 yards and six touchdowns out of him worth it oh yeah oh yeah which you can start with deandre hopkins on that roster with yeah but you're probably gonna lose christian kirk he's gonna be expensive aj green's not gonna be back no they're gonna no i mean and if he is he ain't the same that he used to be he i mean he was serviceable last year no no he stunk he was i mean no 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 i mean him and christian kirk i feel had very comparable statistics last year. I guess the difference is one is 25 and coming up, and the other yeah. one's one. 33 and used to. Maybe I'm just comparing AJ Green to what he used to do because he was a monster. Yep. I mean, he had a. He I had guess a, he had 840 yards. He only had three touchdowns. That's. I mean, he had a good. He had a good comeback year. He played in 16 games. Mm-hmm. So and. I would love to see what Kirk put up because I feel like Kirk put up similar numbers. Kirk's just going to get paid because he's he's got an entire NFL career ahead. So of him. I saw I saw someone on Twitter with sources. So take it for whatever it is. Say that the market's going to be around fifteen million for him, which would be insane. Meat. I mean, Meat Locker said that Kirk was going to get get the money bag. He was going to get the bag, but. So he had uh, 982 yards and five touchdowns last year. Slight, slightly better than A.J. Green. A.J. Yeah. Green had like 780 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, but can A.J. Green do that at 34? No. Now? No, he can't. Woof. Do you bring in Antonio Brown? <laughs> Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. There we go. Yeah, there, there are better options than, than A.B. Does A.B. come back to Tampa? No. <laughs> There's no way, right? There is a zero like, percent chance he'll be in Tampa. <laughs> what do you think AB's take is on? I should have asked this when we were on the Tom Brady topic, but knowing what we all know now, and knowing Tom Brady's coming back, if you're Antonio Brown, you gotta wish, you gotta wish you did it a little bit differently, right? I don't know. He like went after everybody in that organization, including Tom Brady. Who's left? Like he can't go to Pitt. 
he can't go back to Pittsburgh. I mean, there's 30 other teams he hasn't played for. Y- yep. <laughs> Not going to be in Oakland. Oh, excuse me. And and New England. So there's only 28 other teams yeah. he hasn't played for. Excuse That's, me. <laughs> like, you're running out of teams, guy. I mean, the huge red flag is when Bill Belichick can't get him to do what he wants. That's like, whoa, what's going on here? Or Tom Brady. Right. Like, like when you get two goats at their respective positions that are not able to like herd this cat. Well, like, well, remember Belichick and Brady were together when they brought in Brown. Yeah. And they couldn't make that work. How This is Tom Brady's second time with him. Someone's going to kick the tires <laughs> on him though. Oh, he'll he'll he'll, he'll be on a team. He's dude 100%. Talk about a cockroach. Like <laughs> Antonio Brown is the cockroach in the NFL. Did you see? Oh my god. He <laughs> did an interview with Floyd Mayweather. Stop saying that him and Floyd are going to buy the Broncos. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which, first of all, if that's true, Antonio Brown's going to be like a one percent owner because Floyd is yeah. the money in that organization yeah. or in that team. He's the money team. <laughs> uh could you imagine if Antonio Brown, like, what an f you to the rest of as <laughs> the rest of the league, and now he owns a franchise? <laughs> uh Russell Wilson would enter the chat. Does the NFL let that sale go through? There's no way. There's let Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, because because to buy a team, the existing owners need to vote in order to approve something. Correct. I, so I I I have to admit I do not know how team sales go. We could have. We were talking about this in our text thread with Meat. You could have potentially like three or four teams up for sale in the next year. Oh my god! Because you got the Broncos, Jags. Um, I don't know about the Jags. The Dolphins, if their owner gets in trouble for the yeah. um, incentivizing Brian Flores to lose games. That's right. Uh, Steven Ross, I think his name is. Um, who is the other one? Oh, Snyder in Washington. Mm, yeah. And then there's one more. There was four of them. Not. Was it Jacksonville? It wasn't Jacksonville, was it? I thought maybe there were just like speculations because like that front office and like Khan is just a um, just like controversy follows that team with like Tom Coughlin and like some of his comments, Urban Meyer. Hmm. Let me look at the list here. Wow. But could you imagine like NFL teams don't go for sale because I mean, it's just good money to keep it. Um, Miami. Maybe it was Jacksonville. Anyway, anyway, you could have multiple, multiple franchises up for sale. Okay, so I'm reading an old article, and oh, interesting. Okay, pro football talk. NFL has no approval process for owners who transfer their team to family members. So if it stays within the family, it sounds like there does not need to be an approval. But last year, NFL owners unanimously approved the Washington football team at the time, Daniel Snyder, to purchase the ownership stake from his minority partners. So I guess there is an approval that needs to happen Mm. in certain instances, but I guess if it stays within the estate or it stays within the family... um, there does not need to be an approval. Interesting. The other team that Meat thought might sell would be the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. 
Interesting. In- interesting. So did he say why? No, he just threw Seattle might sell too, and he threw in that Balmer might buy him. Wow. Balmer's second pro sports team. What's what's Balmer famous for? Microsoft. Microsoft, which is in Seattle. Yep. Which was why people in Milwaukee didn't want Balmer to buy the Bucks because they knew they were going to move yeah, to Seattle. Wow. Okay. That would be quite a wrench in things. Yeah, huge wrench in things. What a time to sell a team, though. I get it. You're in a full rebuild in Seattle, and you just mm-hmm. committed to it. And plus, with like the 12th man and how the success they've had lately, oh. $3 billion, $4 billion. And 12th man, I feel like Balmer of anyone which oh, is just eat that fire him up just dude. eat that shit up like i can see him sweating like, through his dress shirt yeah oh yeah dude wow interesting so yeah lots i mean arizona good on you for locking down Ertz. i think that's a good fit it's a good marriage yeah uh michael gallup five for 62 and a half <sighs> is that expensive for a guy that tours so, acl he, probably a little bit high um I but, thought he was going to be around 10, 11. So a little bit above that, 12 and a half. Um, it's interesting that they are extending Gallup but trading Amari Cooper. Oh, really? Why is it it why is it interesting? Well, I cuz I think Amari Cooper is better than Michael Gallup. That's why it's interesting. Oh. I mean, okay. yeah, they're clearing the cap with Cooper, but um they got to like Gallup. They got to like what they see. Yeah. So the contract terms haven't come out yet, but five for sixty-two and a half, twenty-seven million guaranteed. Again, that reads to me like it's a two-year deal mm-hmm. with a chance to move on after two. So if it doesn't work out, probably aligns with with some other contracts that they have. Probably a CD Lamb contract. You probably. would think so. Um, it's so I'm looking at Gallup's stats year by year. Rookie year, thirty-three receptions, five hundred yards two touchdowns monster 2019 year 1100 yards 66 catches six touchdowns 2020 had a little bit of a regression 59 receptions for 843 yards and five touchdowns and then last year obviously he he got injured he tore his acl 35 receptions 445 yards two touchdowns if you like take that stat in 2021 and stretch it out over the course of a year he's a thousand yard receiver he is and in 2020 as a third option that was the andy dalton year yeah um and he saw at 843 yards and he was targeted 105 times man like was dallas on track we didn't talk about this was dallas on track to have three 1,000 yard receivers last year before Gallup's injury? Um, Lamb went over 1,000. I think Cooper went over 1,000. And although it makes you wonder, did those guys' targets go up because Gallup was out? Yeah. That, I mean, that's also a good point. Um, but and you also have Dalton Schultz. Exactly. And so like, Amari Cooper only had 865 yards last year. Oh, Okay. But still, you have three guys that potentially would be 1,000-yard receivers. Yep, and then a very good tight end in Dalton Schultz. Wow. Uh, I Personally, do you think – well, let me ask you. Do you think they made the right move moving on from Cooper? Ooh. 
So if you are Jerry Jones, what do you do? Money aside. I I think Amari Cooper is worth more than a sixth round pick. Oh yeah. Which is what they got for him. They did it because if they didn't trade him, they were gonna cut him. So you might as well get something. something. I mean, the money is the thing here. They're saving $16 million or whatever. I don't know. And um, investing in your future, right? Because Amari Cooper's not getting younger. But he's only 28. Right. It's not like he's ancient. But $20 million, like if you're a wide receiver and you're going to make $20 million, you better put up the numbers. Mm-hmm. And he he did not put up $20 million numbers. numbers. No. So I think Dallas probably made the right move. If you're a Dallas fan, you got to be a little pissed that you only got a sixth for him. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And if you're Cleveland, yeah, you're taking on the money, but it's probably a bargain just to give up a six-round pick for a guy like Amari Cooper. It is intriguing because he he's been I mean he's been rather injury prone. Cooper has no he's been really um, really stable. Has he? He's played in fifteen games, sixteen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, sixteen, sixteen. Okay, so, so in seven years, he's only missed two, three, f- five games. Okay, so almost a game a year. So that's, yeah, let me let me walk that back. Yeah, that's, that's stable. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's had over 1,000 yards in one, two, three, four, five of those seven seasons. All in Dallas? Or did he have? He had two in Oakland. He had 2,000 yards. His first two years. Wow. Okay, because I remember he had, we talked about this, I think, last week. He had a down, he had a couple down years or a down year in Oakland? He had one year before he was traded. He only had 680 yards, and, but he still had seven touchdowns. And then in Dallas, he's, up until last year, he's had 1,000 yards every year. Wow. Interesting. Kind of just steady Eddie. But again, if you're going to make $20 million, you kind of need 1,200 I mean, yards and double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't had more than eight touchdowns in his entire career. <laughs> Intriguing. So, so the Gallup thing is interesting. Coming off the ACL, I, like I think the they move. probably overpaid a little bit. I think his agent did great work here. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, remember, it's probably two for 27, not five for 62 and a half. Just remember that when you're looking at these contracts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so it'll be, before we move on, um, CD Lamb is the num- is wide receiver one. Yep once Gallup comes back because it's not a lock that he'll be ready for the start of the season right so assuming he is he's wide receiver too Mm -hmm. in that offense you have Dalton Schultz who put up like very serviceable numbers and he got got tagged so clearly he's going to be the guy at the tight end position Um, you know who could be an interesting fit as like wide receiver three slot guy would be like a Juju Smith. Oh man, wouldn't that be like an intriguing <laughs> fit? Because like he's Gallup, great out of the slot too. Gallup's a great slot receiver too, though. Yeah. How big is Gallup? That's a good question. To me, like Michael Gallup screens six one one ninety eight. Okay, average. I would call that average wide receiver in the mm-hmm. NFL. Okay, maybe. I don't know. That's just the name that popped into my head when I was thinking about it. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be one of the most intriguing free agents this year 
Because as long as he's not the guy, there's a lot of teams that could use him, including the Packers. Mm -hmm. Like he'd be a perfect replacement for Randall Cobb. Oh, he'd be fantastic. Uh, Um, More expensive than Cobb, but fantastic. Cobb's not cheap. He's set to make like $8 million this year. Oh, really? Yeah. GM Aaron Rodgers is going to be upset when they cut him because there's no way the Packers are going to pay that salary. They're going to cut him? They have to. Or he's going to take a pay cut. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you can't pay Randall Cobb $8 million a year. Aaron's that guy, right? Like Aaron's his guy. I know. They traded a sixth-round pick for him. Think about so that. Dumb. Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper got the same draft stock. <laughs> that so that is wild. When you put it in that like terminology, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Um Russell Wilson Ooh. on the move. Ooh. Real, Wilson. Real quick. Wilson. Wilson. Real quick. Do you like the trade? And who do you think won the trade? Yes. Denver gave up two firsts, two seconds, Shelby Harris and Noah Fant. Uh, Denver won that trade because they needed a quarterback and they went out and got one. I would tend to agree. We won't know for three or four years until you see what those draft picks turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that they gave up Noah Fant in the deal. Because he was an emerging player in Yeah, Denver. and then you had your wide receiving core already kind of selected. Just interesting. It's. I mean, but it makes sense, right? Like you're rebuilding in Seattle – clearly he was a piece that they wanted and you get a bunch of picks yep yep interesting what do you think who won that trade i too agree with you that you need a quarterback it's a quarterback league in that division yeah oh but you know what though that's two things why it was really good for denver one the price of that franchise just went up oh yeah it's much easier to sell a team when you have, you know, a roster that you can build. It was like when the Bucks sold mm-hmm. and you had Giannis and Middleton and they were coming up and you got the new stadium and like it was just perfect timing but for all of that. Mostly a clean slate. Denver can do the same thing now. You got Russell Wilson, you have your franchise quarterback. Let's build. So I think from a business standpoint, it was very good. Um, in terms of like that division though, I don't know if this improves Denver. Like, obviously, they'll be a better team. I don't know if it improves their win total. Like, would you be surprised if Denver goes 7-10 and 10 next year in that division? I see what you're saying. Because um, the division's no. stacked. I wouldn't be surprised. But Denver needed this in order. Like, the team, like, you're, you're still in the boat because I just want to be sure. Denver got better with this trade. 100%. I don't know if their record improved. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's. I figured as much. I just wanted to be sure. Um, yeah. Denver needed to get better just to be probably at the same, same level. Same level, yeah. So if you gave up all of those draft picks to still finish 7-10, and 10, uh-huh. which is a very real possibility. I mean, they could turn around and go 12-5 and five just as easy probably. I like their defense. They have good wide receivers. Offensive line is good if they sign Melvin Gordon back or you know draft a running back in the draft. Like they're going to be fine. It's just man, you got to play Kansas Vegas, City. Kansas City, and San. Damn it, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, six times. All six of those teams can beat you. I don't think they go seven and ten. I think they have a winning record. So who in that division has a losing record? There's got to be somebody. Not yeah. all of them can go nine Ve- and eight. Vegas, I think. 
man, they went to the playoffs last year. Agreed. Um, I think I I think it's if you put a gun. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to say it? You go first. Um, if you put a gun to my head, I think Kansas City wins that division. Okay. I think Denver comes in second. Ooh. Uh, oh man, I think the Chargers are right there. And I think those are your three playoff teams, and Vegas is in last in that division. I think they will have three playoff teams as well. They will be the NFC West of last year. Yep. I think I think the Chargers might win that division. I mean, they're going to be scary good. And they still have room to play with. They've already bought in Mac. They've they're already re-signed Mike Williams. Flush. Didn't even include Mike Williams on this list. Yeah. Flush. He, yeah. And they're they're not done. There were talks about tagging Williams, right? Yeah, but they signed him three for 60. Oh, they signed him. Yep, he's locked up. In Three for 60. Yeah, 20 mil a year. And they have Gallup five for 62, yeah. right? Interesting, okay. I just, I would, it's not even a question to me. Who would you rather have, Gallup? Mike, Mike Williams. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Interesting, okay. I don't know if I'd have given him $20 million a year. Um, I probably would have valued him in that 16 to 18 range, but mm-hmm. you lock down, you know, you have Williams and Allen probably draft a guy, get a little younger at the position. I think it goes, I think, I think I'm going to pick the chargers. It, you can do a to lot. Win. Yeah. You can do a lot with your roster when you have your quarterback on your rookie deal and, and Herbert's phenomenal. So chargers Chiefs, win the division. Yeah. Um, obviously you got KC. And I'm going to go Denver. You need to. Yeah, but Vegas. Man. it's. I mean, there, there's talent there, but when you when you put them in this division, you take them out, put them in the NFC South, bro. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, I mean. Or the AFC South. A, yeah. Oh, I mean, no brainer. You run away with it. So it's, I mean, you're just in the wrong spot. You're Damn. in the wrong division if you're Vegas. Um, who did I have? I have. You had KC. Then you had oh yeah, Casey Denver Denver, which oh man I don't know the Chargers are going to be legit I think Chargers. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack oh god what a dynamic duo so Eckler we've we talked about this on the podcast um or before starting this podcast we've made a couple of predictions and we're not trying to blow air up our own skirts here. <laughs> But we've made a couple of predictions for those uh, for those listeners that 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 have been listening uh, religiously, because it's Lent, <laughs> um, <laughs> amongst other religious holidays. Uh, um, we've made a couple of predictions here, and they've they've come true. I don't know why you sound so surprised. I am a football expert. That's uh, <laughs> it. It's. It's it's almost like there's a globe here. So and like the Tom Brady news, I know we discussed that, and both of us were pretty unsure about Tom Brady and whether yeah. or not he was coming back or not. And then the other one, um, one of us had Cleveland as a potential landing spot for Amari Cooper. Uh, so something new. I'm I'm gonna start writing some of these down. Keep them. Um, Log them. And I'm gonna have a a, a post-it note. So. Apologies in advance, Katie. I know you don't listen, but there's going to be a slew of post-it notes here. Um, All our crackpot predictions. There's the, there's going to be an Alex column and there's going to be an MK column. <laughs> um, it's going to be a new thing. 
Uh, and it starts with this prediction in the AFC, AFC West. West. All right, speaking of the AFC West, Khalil Mack on the move. You and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. You know, I did a podcast on this. But I don't know what day it was. Whenever he got traded, I didn't hate it for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had a slightly different opinion. Mm-hmm. And it was why, why? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was something that I talked about. You, so you kind of compared to what they traded for him in 2018, where they gave up two firsts and a and a player. Yep. So two firsts. Uh, they paid him over the course of those years, and there were injuries, obviously, mm-hmm. to Khalil Mack as well. They paid him $91 million over four years. The Bears gave up two first-round picks. Who were those picks? I think one was Trubisky, right? No, 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 it couldn't have been. No? Okay, so one... they gave up the first-round pick. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. They gave up two firsts to Vegas, which one was Ruggs. So one of those picks had to be a wash because one was rugs. So maybe you're right. Now now that we're actually thinking this through and we think about what those picks were in like Vegas, was it there was it Jacobs? I'm trying to find it. Like because I know Jacobs was a first round was was he a first round pick though? Oh man. Uh I one one was rugs. So really if if you think about it. Yes, it was two first-round picks, but but one was a garbage pick. Anyway, um, I'm just proving your point a little bit more. But just on paper, they gave up two firsts. They paid Khalil Mack $91 million over the four years that he was in Chicago. And they had zero playoff appearances. Yeah. Um... And what did they do or what did they get? In return, a second and a sixth round pick. Love in sixth round picks. The the the, the sixth round draft spot getting a lot of love today. Uh, and they're eating. Chicago Bears are eating twenty four million dollars in cap this upcoming year on Khalil Mack. So my thoughts on that. Um. Yes, they they only got back a second and a sixth, but over that time span was four years. A twenty-seven-year-old Khalil Mack is much different than a thirty-one-year-old Khalil Mack. Agreed. It's just the life of the NFL player, especially at that position. Especially at that position. Also, I remember that first year when the Bears traded for Mack. Oh, that was that Rogers injury. Yes. And he had like three sacks, two forced fumbles, and a touchdown in the first half of that game. Mm-hmm. And I was th- the Bears were in on that trade, deal, or the Packers were in on that trade. Um, the problem is the Packers were going to give him two firsts, but one was in one year and one was the next year. And I think the Bears could give him two firsts in the same year, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so, you know, th- they went with the Bears. I wanted the Packers to do that trade. So, I don't know. I think... I think the Bears are getting some unfair criticism. I think I think they wanted to move on from him and his stock wasn't going to get any better. So get what you can for him. They got a second and a sixth. The thing that surprised me the most is they're taking on that 24 million in dead cap. 10% of your salary cap this year is locked in a guy who's not on your team. 
did you make that decision after you found out that Aaron Rodgers is coming back? Probably. Did you throw out the season already? They're already cutting guys that are in somewhat question marks. Um, well, who's the other defensive lineman? Goods. Man, it's like eleven thirty, and my brain is fried. Um, in Chicago? Yeah, the other. Um, God damn it! Um, let me think. Hang on. Not Trevathan. Goldman. Mm. He's Wouldn't gonna get cut. Um, you've obviously already got rid of Mac. Tariq Cohen got cut. Um, there's going to be more. Interesting name on this list, Nick Foles. He's probably going to get cut. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I think it was good for both teams. The Chargers can take on the money. They have the space. You put him across from Bosa, that's a scary thought. I think the other part of it, too, is I wonder how much Khalil Mack was getting double teamed. You can't double team him anymore when you got Joey Bosa on the other side. That's, I mean... Joey Bosa needs to be double teamed because he a, is that guy. That's a huge point. Yes. Right? Like Khalil Mack, you know, you get double teamed at thirty one. You're you're I mean, there's still talent there, but really, like, it's it's the Khalil Mack show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's the Joey Bosa show, and you're now Robin. You don't need to be Batman. Yeah, huge. Um to answer your question about um the picks. So the Raiders sent Mac in a 2020 second rounder, which became Cole Komet, tight end, oh, to the okay. Bears. The okay. Bears got back the number 24 pick in 2019, which they did use up on Josh Jacobs. You were right there. And number 19, Damon Arnett, who's mm-hmm. only started in seven games. Hmm. Yeah. So, so when you think about the draft equity that Oakland got, also a questionable franchise. I don't think they did much with that. I mean, sure, Josh no. Jacobs is good, but you'd probably rather have Khalil Mack. I mean, it was it, it, it just was an anticlimactic trade all around. And the Bears need draft picks this year. I think they are rebuilding. Like, Khalil Mack staying on the Bears doesn't necessarily make that team better. Mm-hmm. So, And they don't have a first-round pick this year because they traded it away for the Justin Fields trade last year. So now you, add, now you have two seconds. At least you can start to maybe build a roster around fields. I don't hate the move. I don't hate the move. I'm, I mean, I personally, right, you're getting a lineup next to a Bosa. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack wins. Get to live in L.A. Yep, I think L.A. wins. Uh, and I guess Chicago gets a second. So for like an aging defensive end on a team that wasn't going anywhere this year anyway. And if you think Chicago, you got to think long term. You're not winning the division this year. Hell, you're not even going to finish second in this division this year. Take your lumps, move on, mm-hmm. and start building through the draft. Yeah, it 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 just it's unfortunate because I'm sure they brought Khalil Mack in under the assumption that, I mean, he's he's the Aaron Rodgers, he's the like deterrent to yeah. Aaron Rodgers, right? Didn't didn't really deter much there. Did almost snap his snap him in half though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What's next? Carson Wentz. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Everyone's uh, everyone loves to hate Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's the nickelback of the NFL. Um, (laughs) Let me. 
That is such a good analogy. I know. Dude, I got no love on Twitter. I thought it was clever. So I'm not a Nickelback fan, but I can, I guess I can appreciate. I like Nickelback. I can. But like everybody hated him. Yeah. Everybody hated him. I didn't hate him. Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback's interesting. They're good. They're good, good, but everybody loves to hate him. It's cool to hate him. They're very polarizing. It's a very polarizing opinion. It's not even polarizing. Like everybody hates him. So like they don't even make music anymore. Um, I found on Twitter, I got to find this. It was probably, God, it goes by so quick. So while, while you're looking, I want to, sh- I want to read through the amount of picks that Carson Wentz has been traded for in his career. Oh, that's good. I can tell this is going to be good. It was phenomenal. Let's see if I can find it quickly. While you're looking. Yeah. I think some of the hate that Aaron Rodgers, or that Aaron Rodgers, wow, where's my mind? <laughs> some of the hate that uh, Carson Wentz has gotten in his career, whether it's warranted or not, like, you came from Philly, bro. Like, of course Philly is going to be, like, they just love to hate you. So, like, they love the narrative. They love, like, they love booing their fans. Or they love, the fans love booing their players when, like, they underperform. In personal opinion, I think Carson Wentz is like mentally a little weak. Yeah, maybe. Um, so just the narrative right now, Jalen Hurts, a lot of potential there. Pedestrian numbers. And I think I think in Philly we're doing backflips for Jalen Hurts and the and, and his potential. Jalen Hurts, hey bro, uh you don't you don't perform this coming year. You're gonna get the Carson Wentz treatment. The th- the thing is, like, Philly doesn't even seem to be sold on Hurts because they supposedly were in on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Um, their fans wanted them to trade for Deshaun Watson. So, like, if you're gonna be in on them, on Jalen Hurts, you should probably be on, in on Jalen Hurts. You know, the good news is Jalen Hurts is extremely extremely inexpensive so i don't know philly's weird i don't know what they're doing let's see if i can find this man there's been so much activity on twitter over the last week with all this stuff it's been intriguing that it is incredible what carson wentz has been traded for and i need to go through this again got it you ready for this give it to us so if you remember, the Eagles traded up to draft him. They traded with the Browns. So the Browns received a first-round pick in 2016 and a third-round pick in 2016 and a fourth-round pick in 2016, first-round pick in 17, a second-round pick in 18. That's what the Browns got from the Eagles for the Eagles to jump up and draft him. Wow. Then the Eagles got from the Colts a third-round pick in 21, and a first-round pick in 2022. And then the Colts received from the Commanders a third-round pick in 22 and a second-round pick in 23. So in his career, he's been traded for three first-round picks, two second-round picks, three third-round picks, and a fourth-round pick. And he's made over $100 million. That's for what, right? Like, for what production? So here's why I think he's the nickelback, because I think he's pretty good. But like not like yeah, is he great? No. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. He I mean I he, so last year, 
3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven picks. 94.6 passer rating. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver core in Indy is not great. No. Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, well, Pittman up and coming. Pittman's up and coming. T.Y. Hilton's unfortunately so. on the wrong side of 30. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a bad year in 2020 with Philly. I can admit it. But in 2019, 4,000 4, yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. He's 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 serviceable. Yes. He's an average NFL quarterback. So why average? You think just average? I think, yes. Probably if you ranked your quarterbacks, he would probably be around 15 to 18. What what grade does he get? From he gets a solid C+. Plus. Really? I give him a B-. minus. Okay, we're close. Yeah. I think I think there are there's probably half the league that wish they had Carson Wentz. Oh, yep. <laughs> uh, is he worth two first round picks and like all the stuff he's gone for? Maybe not, but the quarterback's a premium position. So can I ask a question? Yeah. Why do you think he is getting the hate that he gets today? I think part of it is that he's his teams have not won big games. I mean, you think about last year, the Colts, all they had to do was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars to make the playoffs in Week 18, and they lost. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That's <laughs> now, really embarrassing. No, I think, I, I think quarterbacks, when they win, I think they get too much credit, and when they lose, they get too much credit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think wins should be a, a quarterback stat, but I think that's part of the bit. So I think that's part of it. I think just like he's been dumped, oh, Jesus. He's been dumped around so much that it's just like, like everybody on Twitter was ripping the commanders the new Washington team and like they gave up two third round picks or a third and it could be a second depending on Carson Wentz playing time like if you have a starting quarterback for the next three years that's a bargain Mm -hmm. especially with that production if he throws 30 touchdowns and 10 picks next year which is not out of the realm of his capabilities Mm -hmm. that's yes that's a huge improvement over Tyler Heineke he, which I mean, showed some potential. He did, uh, he but did. but if you have a decision, a business decision to make between Tyler Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz, yeah, it's Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz, right? For sure. Uh, I think I think what I discussed while we were looking up some some pick stats on Carson Wentz, I think that's following him. I think some of the Philly hate has mm. followed him in his career. And he has just not lived up to the expectations of some of those picks that he's been traded for because teams have expected him to produce better numbers than he's been producing. And it's just followed him. Well, and when you get drafted, was he number one or was he number two? He was in the same draft as... uh, Oh, God. Jared Goff. Yeah, he was the second mm-hmm. overall pick. So when you're drafted number two overall, there's high expectations placed on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. Especially when you go to Philly. And they traded five draft picks for you. <laughs> oh, Christ. So he he's like a Baker Mayfield for me. Carson Wentz is like a... But with more production. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't have stats in front of me. I don't know. And like... Yes, like just the eye test. He's kind of like a Baker Mayfield to me. So like, and we're talking about Baker signing a huge deal. Maybe. 
Sounds but, like I mean, the Browns might be willing to move on from him. Potentially, yes. Yeah. Um, so so that's, yeah, that's that's just like he's good enough to be serviceable in the NFL, but he's in like that Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield tier of quarterbacks. So my boy Kirk. Uh, yeah, easy transition here. Another, signed another extension. His God. agent, I think his agent's name is Mike McCartney, not to be a... <laughs> misconstrued with Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. His agent needs to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do you know that Kirk Cousins has had nothing but fully guaranteed deals since he was franchise tagged with the Washington Redskins? And yes, they were the Redskins back then, so I can say it. There we go. That's insane. He signed a three-year, $85 million, fully guaranteed. It was, I think, maybe the first ever multi-year fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. And he's done nothing but extend his time now in Minnesota for fully guaranteed money. Um, Signing another $35 million deal for 2023, fully guaranteed. And I think I saw, like, this year alone with the signing bonuses and whatnot, he's going to get in cash $55 million by next March. Want to know what I have to say to that? Yeah, you like that. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Mike McCartney. I think that's his agent's name. They like it. Yeah, they like that. His agent really likes that. That, oh man, Kirk. (laughs) He drove a minivan. So In Washington. And Kirk, because I know that Meat Stick's listening, because me and him have been going back and forth about Kirk. 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. Not bad. I mean, great, right? But then it's all about playoff production. Well, they went eight and nine and didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But with him and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, like that offense, pieces are there. Legit. Mm-hmm. Defense is aging a little bit, but yeah, their problem is they're in the same division as the Packers as well. They would they would have been the favorite to win the division if Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming back. So what are the what are the details on the Kirk Cousins? Contract um, thirty-five I, mil. Right? Yeah, fully guaranteed. They just added one more year. He gets a bump and paid of forty million this year, thirty-five million next year, all fully guaranteed. So for the next two years, he's going to get paid seventy-five million dollars. Fuck. Uh, do you want to hear Kirk Cousins' career earnings? I mean, got to be over two hundred, right? Well over two hundred. Um. So th- through the first ten seasons. 161 million but you add these next two years he'll be at 232 million dollars christ so and he ain't done after that he's only going to be he's young quarterback years quarterback years that's young yeah he'll be Um, 35 he'll get another contract out of that if if we remember and we think back and we'll have to think back multiple years he bet on himself twice in washington didn't have much of a choice they franchise tagged him twice twice you don't have much options as a player no but but still i mean it's it's you got to bet on yourself Dak prescott was in a similar boat he only had to do it once he got tagged twice but they extended him before the second tag really took effect Mm -hmm. so bet on himself and oh man is the dude swimming in it today Mm -hmm. he's got about 37 minivans now damn um so good good on let it be, if nothing else, 
let it just be a good a good reminder that you should bet on yourself and you should and you should play quarterback and 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 (laughs) and if you can you should play quarterback in the nfl because no other positions getting fully guaranteed money guarantee that much uh me and meat we're talking about this why don't more quarterbacks do this well I, i mean are they given this opportunity i guess i guess that would be a good question is but as a quarterback you have most of the leverage like think about this in the context of lamar jackson right if if they're going to come back and say, okay, we're only going to pay you $35 million and he wants 40 okay, give me three for 35 per, that's $105 million. I want that fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Is Baltimore not going to do that? You kind of have to. What do you do, let them walk on the market? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, good point. Would, would a Lamar Jackson injury change Lamar Jackson? Like, Maybe, but if you're Lamar Jackson, that's what I would be worried about, and that's why I want it fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Ravens, what do you do? It's an intriguing question. So if Kirk Cousins can do it, <laughs> I think more quarterbacks should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And as an agent, I would love to see more fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL. It's just better for everybody, and football is the only sport that doesn't have it. So Better for everyone, but the owners yep which uh is probably why it won't happen (laughs) or it doesn't happen doesn't happen no yeah all right we kind of talked about we already touched on cooper cooper yeah um rogers or ridley first oh man i mean you want to end with rogers today we usually start with them let's do rogers in the middle because i'm kind of sick of talking about him cool um back with shailene yeah Okay. Was seen getting off of a plane in L.A. Mazel tov. To get <laughs> oh, man, the story and the saga continues. Um, Here's my beef with Aaron Rodgers, and I talked about this on Wednesday. Why do we still not know what's happening? Yeah. He like, said he's coming back next year for sure. So he, but did I, he get an extension or did he not? So we know that he'll be in Green Bay because he did tweet that. Yes. But we don't know the details. Is he coming back to Green Bay for four years or is it one year? Is like, why is nothing ever easy with him? He just, I mean, he loves being in the in the limelight, man. For for better or for worse. So I don't have any new news. He is coming back next year, but if God damn it, I I have something I need to say. Say it. If if Aaron Rodgers and Shane Lean Woodley are dating, engaged, whatever together. At the start of the NFL season, nuke the Green Bay Packers uh, because not only are we paying the man, we are going to pay the man to have the same result that we've had I think that's, year. I think that's going to be the case no matter if he's dating, single. I disagree. I think if he's if he dates like a, a winner, not saying that Shailene Woodley is a loser, but if he dates a winner. Well, I mean, he dated Danica Patrick and she... She she won once, right? Did she? I I, I don't I mean, think she ever. Did. I don't. Yeah, I I don't think so either. To and be in honest, in the words of Ricky Bobby, who is the authority on race car driving, the if you're not first, you're last. The subject matter expert. <laughs> I love that. By the way, <laughs> that is so good. If you finish second, you're just the first loser. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, nuke the Green Bay Packers, nuke the front office, nuke everyone. Um, sell the team. I just what's just 
blowing my mind here is like all these news outlets report four for two oh three or whatever the hell it was. Rogers comes out and says, Nope, not true. It's four for two oh three, bro. Yeah, it was like fifty million per hundred and fifty something fully guaranteed. I thought it was three for one fifty. It was four for two oh three fuck. Something like that. Uh but so that comes out, Rogers denies it in his weird yeah. Vague way. Of course. No follow-up? No, dude, he's with Shailene, bro. Uh, no, not from him. Oh. From the news, like from ESPN, from The Athletic, all these organizations tweeting this shit. Are they just as sick of talking about him as we are? <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> but like, like, you're Ian Rapoport. You go on yeah. Twitter and say, sources confirm. You're Rob for 200. Yeah. And then Roger says, uh-uh. Isn't it your duty to be like, Either yes, it's true, or like, oh no, sorry, got it. Like, just went away. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a single thing on it. Gone. So is he like nobody knows? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Classic Rogers, probably back on his cleanse. All right, don't say it. Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> Lips are sealed, bro. <laughs> Let's finish with this. Calvin Ridley mm. suspended the entire 2022 season. At least his suspension could be longer for gambling on football games. He states that it was, uh, he bet a couple parlays, uh, totaling $1,500. It was while he was away from the team. Oh, Calvin. That's a tough, what a storyline, man. The problem that the NFL, and I wrote about this on Substack, the problem is the NFL is starting to lose their high ground on gambling, their moral high ground on gambling, mm-hmm. because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You look at their sponsorships with DraftKings, with FanDuel, with Caesars, with BetMGM. The list goes on. A team in Vegas now. Yes. Um, online betting. I, in the next 10 years, there will be a place in every stadium in states that have legalized gambling there will be a sports book in every NFL stadium. In the guaranteed. stadium. So guaranteed. Just like horse racing. Arizona's already going to do it this year. You're you're going to be able to go to a booth yes. and place a bet in the stadium. Correct. Arizona's already doing it this year. Wow. You can only imagine what Vegas will be like. The New York teams, which are actually in New Jersey. Atlantic City's not too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago's got legalized sports gambling. Like this is going to be a thing. What do you do with players? The NFL is correct in the fact that you cannot have players betting on games. It's a bad look. And, you know, some people say, well, it doesn't matter if they're betting on their own teams. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's it's getting dicey. And who's monitoring that? And you can influence outcomes as a player. Yes. So in Calvin Ridley's case, though, what if you're not playing in the game? So what if you're away from the team? You're still under contract, but you're away from the team. Which is exactly what was happening with him. I think the thing is, and it's similar to insider trading, you have inside knowledge. He could say, like, oh, I wasn't in the meetings and shit, but, like, you know that locker room better than anybody else. Oh, of course. That's that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. So it's probably easier and the best policy to just say players can't bet on games. What's going to be very interesting, though, and the NFLPA is already talking about this, is players will the the NFLPA is going to fight for players' right to be sponsored by these organizations. 
So you're going to start seeing commercials, maybe not this year, but in the next two, three, four years, I bet you will see Kirk Cousins in a DraftKings t-shirt doing a commercial. Oh, yeah. Like Hulu has live sports. Yeah, same like, thing. But like DraftKings is my favorite. Yeah. Dynasty, right. fantasy sport, whatever. Caesar Sportsbook, my favorite. Yes. Yep. So like that line is just going to continue to blur. It's going to be tough. I, I, I just think for I, as much as the NFL likes to throw around the words integrity of the game, gambling is that thing. Because the last thing you want is it to become boxing where a team upsets like the Jacksonville Jaguars upset the Indianapolis Colts in week 18. And now you have to start to wonder if the game was thrown due to gambling reasons. Like that's, you don't want that as a fan. You don't want that. And like boxing's had to deal with that for years. Here's a report. The office on drugs and crime Hmm. (laughs) estimates globally $1.7 $1.7 trillion are used for illegal sports betting. The NFL, or excuse me, the United States legal sports gambling did over $70 billion last year. $70 billion? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing one. Oh, yeah, doubled. Yep, you're right. Um, I'm seeing one for $52.7 billion. Oh my god! And that number is only going to increase as things like that's legal. Yeah, think about and, and it's legal in what like twelve states right now. Yeah, think about all until of when the, that goes nationwide. Exactly, all of the Bovada bets that come through, where you get a paycheck through like a a tie bank. Your average street bookie. Yep, there are those. Um, there, yeah, that's just. And that's with like not a lot of states adopting it yet, or I mean, I'm sure that there are some. I don't know the exact number of how many U.S. states. I think it's like twelve, but I could be wrong. Still, it, it's less than half. Let's mm-hmm. let's say that. So less than twenty five states have legalized sports gambling. Oh, two dozen states. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so almost like half. about half. Yeah, fifty two billion in about half of the u.s states so i mean that's an easy number ready you get a hundred billion dollars a year a year yes a year just on bets man Mm -hmm. like and that number is going to increase as i'm sure like fantasy participation and fantasy football fantasy basketball i can say this i think i mentioned it earlier but i just updated my yahoo sports app i can certainly tell you that when i click on certain players um, on game day, I don't have it today, but on game day, they'll show you overview, game log, stats, and upcoming bets. So they'll give you money lines on games. I was working out this morning, humble brag, and had, had ESPN on TV. They were talking about whether or not the Lakers would cover at halftime. I think they're four and a half point dogs at halftime tonight. They were talking about whether or not they would cover. Like, think about that. ESPN is talking about a halftime line in mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how big sports betting is, has become. And it's not going anywhere. And the NFL never wanted to miss an opportunity to make a buck, saw this coming. And that's why all these sponsorships that are in place, 
They're going to open this up to every stadium. It's not going away. No. Carpe diem, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, seize the moment. Exactly. Seize the day, I mean. And now, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Latin's, Latin's overrated. Yeah, Latin's dead. <laughs> um, so, but if you're Calvin Ridley, $1,500 just turned into an $11 million loss because oh, he lost his his entire contract will toll to next year, and then he won't be able to become a free agent until after 2023. So what other player in sports doesn't have to be football was implicated in this in sports betting well pete rose is the famous one yep and he was banned from baseball for life right yeah he's not in the hall of fame kicked out of the league so let's fast forward to 2022 we're in 2022 yep 2023 yep the 2022 2023 season so let's yeah let's fast forward to today player got banned different sport not exactly translatable but different time right Mm -hmm. so does calvin ridley play again yes yeah i I think he'll he'll sit out this year i think the nfl will reinstate him next year i think the keys to this is one it was a low dollar amount which if it was millions of dollars oh and then two he cooperated with the investigation which the nfl is big on that like if you get caught in something as long as you cooperate they'll lighten the load on you. Do you think that he is going to have to sit out all year? This year? Yes, yeah. 100%. Like, there's no appeal. There's no way that they lighten this to maybe half of a season, three quarters of a season. No, I don't think so. One, it's already come out. Two, he admitted it. Three, he doesn't have an, a good argument to lower the appeal. Mm-hmm. Like gambling, Other, everybody knows gambling is a no-no. You can't do it. It's a tough one. It's not like you were driving drunk or you know you got popped for weed or 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 you were in a massage parlor parlor with twenty women. Is isn't that crazy? Alleged. Yeah, allegedly. But isn't that crazy? I mean, we talked about Deshaun Watson today, and we're talking about Calvin Ridley. Both are in hot water mm-hmm. for for different things. Um, yeah, which one's worse, right? To to me, right? Like. One one implicates money. One one maybe Im- implicates some lives. The thing is, from the NFL's point of view, like yes, does it look bad that Deshaun Watson is accused of these things and may have done those things? Yes, but the NFL is not the victim. The women are the victims. Mm-hmm. In gambling, the NFL is the victim mm-hmm. because it calls into question whether or not results are legitimate, which is why it's a big deal to the NFL. It's also a big deal why people think that the owner of the Miami Dolphins might need to sell the team if it's true that he was incentivizing Brian Flores to lose. Again, it's the integrity of the game. If if fans don't believe that the outcomes are legitimate, the NFL's brand will die. That's why Calvin really gets a year. It's, I mean, I don't know that truer words have ever been spoken on this podcast yet. Yeah. So that's uh, so those listening at home, NFL players, uh, don't 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 gamble. No. Uh, don't make controversial um, racial comments or uh, solicit prostitution those, or sexually I mean, assault women. Those. Those are the, well, yeah. I mean, don't do that at a baseline. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, 
<laughs> just like if you have to think about it and you have to be like, will I get in trouble for this? Probably just don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, man. What a bunch of... Wow. So, okay. We've kind of deviated from, from our top five recently. Oh, we have. Um. So, just really quick. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a, a huge top five, but maybe the storylines that we that we discussed today what's 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 the top storyline that mm. that that you're looking forward to seeing more of of all that we discussed today number one is deshaun watson that's, that's got the most layers <laughs> where, where does he get traded what does he get traded for is he suspended what happens in a civil trial i mean there's just so much to the deshaun watson saga it's a big onion to yes. peel back so that's number one for sure for me i love it um I think for me, the number one storyline. I mean, it's it's not Rogers. I I'm so sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, Watson is certainly up there. Uh, for me, just 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 to just to be different from you, um, it's Russell Wilson. Ooh, I and, thought you were gonna go Brady. Yeah, I mean Brady coming back. I I I think he's got a following. He's he's pretty set. Uh, like. It's going to be a team-friendly deal. I think they'll be competitive. Uh, Denver, man, like Russell Wilson is a fucking gamer, dude. Like that guy can play. Jerry Judy just got a huge bump. Um, Tim Patrick just got a huge bump. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. Not Melvin Gordon, but the other guy. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yep. That guy. Um, he was a rookie running back last year. Yep. I um, about. He just got a huge bump. That entire team just became a potential Super Bowl contender. Um, so you brought up Jerry Judy real quick. Mm-hmm. How many touchdowns do you think he had last year? Two. Zero. Wow. I mean, he got hurt though, right? Yes. He played in. He was hurt for an extent. I think he was on played in 10 games. Oh, okay. Um, yeah i I think he got a huge bump. I still he has to he has to live up to his potential. Um, with Russell Wilson throwing the ball, that helps in a slot. He loves his slot guys too. Yeah, and you got Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton also mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, that that I think is the biggest storyline I'm looking forward to seeing, and unfortunately that that won't be resolved until uh the season begins it'll be curious to see how far back seattle falls to are they able to turn around quickly oh man do they draft a quarterback you figure they have to are we gonna go out there are we gonna work out for the seattle seahawks <laughs> maybe maybe I, I i think they'll have us do they need, <laughs> do they need a couple do, of <laughs> do you think you need a couple 31 32 year old guys who uh, are you we know. can run a solid five second forty, guys. Ooh, that might be pushing it for me. Yeah, dude, I think I can do sub five, four nine. I don't think I could. I think both my hamstrings might explode. Um, I think I think we need to test this. So, I'm gonna say this on our broadcast: four eight. I think I can run a four eight today, dude. Four eight's so fast. I can run a four eight today. Well, what, so like four eight nine. Does that count? That it's a four eight. Cool. I can run a four eight forty today. <laughs> Thirty one years old. You heard it here. Hand timed. 
<laughs> with 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 an eighty year old who's got bad vision who can't see your start and you know starts it stops it quick. Yeah, like maybe maybe my front foot is going to be at the five. My favorite thing is so since, since we're in the middle of like all the pro day stuff and like like I was at Northwestern's pro day last week. Um, Oh yeah. Pro day. Hey, real quick before we end this, um, like please finish that. But I want to hear more about that. Yeah. I want to hear more about your pro day. I want to hear more about the visits. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, like watching these athletes run, and you like be like, oh my god, that guy was fast, and he'd be like four five, four six. <sighs> so I think about that in the context of every like Joe Schmo on the couch who's like, oh my god, that guy's so slow, he couldn't run a four four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, you're running like a five nine. Yeah. Bro, bro, you're like you're barely making it to the kitchen to get like that like garlic knot cheese dip yeah. from Domino's. It's easy to say four five is slow when you're comparing them to guys who are running, you know, four twos and four threes, but like four five is moving. Blazing. Yeah. Um agreed. Yeah. So Alex, talk to us a little bit more about like some of the visits, um, and just like an overview of Cause I know you recently spent some time in Denver. Yeah. So I was in Denver and, um, Scottsdale visiting, um, Clint Sig and Elijah Reed, watching them train. I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. And then now it's pro day season. Now that the combine's over, pro days have started. I was at Northwestern's pro day last Tuesday with Josiah McDermott, local kid here who went to Concordia. Um, they had like a local athletes come down there. You're able to run a couple forties and then they kind of cut it down and able to extend the workouts. Where, where, where was this? At Northwestern. Wow. Okay. How were their facilities? Oh my God. Beautiful. Like it's like this giant indoor field, full field turfed up with like glass all on one side, right on the lake. I mean, you were on the beach. Like it was amazing that's incredible and for those that don't know northwestern lives in chicago yep. right northern chicago evanston yep. technically but yeah north side of chicago absolutely gorgeous facilities um so we went down there he ran his 240s he ran a 469 um which he's 227 pounds so that's um, the horsepower on that yeah. guy so wow. we, were, we were pretty thrilled with it. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get invited to stay. There were like 25 small school guys there. They only kept four. Um, some of it kind of seemed to be a little bit predetermined. Scouts knew who they wanted to keep. Uh, pro days are run by the scouts, not by the university. So um, so we, we ran our 40s. I was pretty happy with how that turned out. <clears throat> and then the next day we were at Whitewater. And he did get a full workout at Whitewater. Um, the Packers... Uh, the commanders and the jets were in attendance for the whitewater workout. So three teams there, um, which is good. And that was a little bit more laid back. So I had an opportunity to kind of talk with the scouts, um, which is good from a networking standpoint, a lot of different reasons. So what do you talk about with the scouts? Um, mainly just introducing myself, who I represent. Um, they're there to do a job. So I'm not, I, I, I waited till the individual drills to, introduce myself like you know when they're timing 40s is not the time to go up and try and shake their hand right i mean they're there to do a job alex budry that's their numbers um but after things kind of settle down you know go introduce yourself talk to them who i represent kind of get a lay of the land on where their territory is like what other pro days they're going to be at that i'm also going to be at kind of set the tone for future pro days and then 
you know, see what they're looking for. It kind of sounds like it's it, it just a big networking event, right? Huge so like networking event. Pl- players there obviously are, are, are there to network as well, right? Yep. Like you're getting to know everyone. Um, so on the field, like how does it feel? To be on the field because I think that's probably the coolest part from us sitting it, at home. It was cool. It was cold. Okay. Because it was outside. Yeah. Oh. And it was like okay. 35 degrees, a little bit of a breeze. So it was cold staying out there for a couple hours watching these guys run their 40s due to three cone, all that stuff. Um, but it was good, man. Um, you know, I think Division three guys get a knock, but there's a lot of talent out there. And there's probably a couple guys on there that'll make it, make a roster, my guy included. I think Josiah's got a shot to make a camp. And oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Excellent. Yeah. I love it. I was just curious. Um, I think, I think that's something that, that I'm looking forward to is to hear more, more updates on that. I think, I think those at home probably, probably would want to hear a little bit more about, about some of that. It'll be good a week from, well, today, technically it's now after midnight. Um, Bronte Wells has his pro day at Northern Iowa. And then Clint Sig's got his pro day on the 25th at Missouri. And then uh, Elijah Reed's got his on the 28th at South Dakota. So, like, back-to-back. And then Anthony Johnson's, I think, is on the 23rd at Duquesne. So there'll be a lot to go through and more chances to meet scouts. And, yeah, some of these guys are going to put up some really good testing numbers. And and the draft will come. Maybe these one of these guys will get drafted. And if not, we'll get them on a team and good camp. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot, lot of time, right? A lot between, of time. between now and a draft and then and – then even post draft, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not over. Like even after the draft, like I would debate it's just the beginning. Yeah, I mean between now and the next 30 days as an agent, I'll have a good idea teams will start to reach out on these guys and I'll have a good idea on who's going to go where and yeah, the next month or so is going to be interesting and fun. And you'll be traveling a little bit. A lot, a lot of miles on the old forerunner. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, you already mentioned where you're going, right? Yeah, driving all those places. So, perfect time for the price of gas to explode. To oh, I know four plus a gallon. I know, right? You, you gonna jump on the EV train Absolutely anytime not. soon? Absolutely not. I dr- <laughs> how can I drive to Columbia? Missouri. We were talking about this. Is it Columbus or Columbia? I think it's Columbia. I think it's Columbia as well. Um, How can I drive to the University of Missouri and back when I'm in Milwaukee on an electric vehicle, stopping every 300 miles to charge? <laughs> Columbia. Yeah. Had it right the first time. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely not. Not, I do, not many EV chargers in uh, in cornfields <laughs> on the way to Missouri, huh? Or Vermilion, South Dakota. Probably not too many yeah. on the way. Um, I saw someone tweet, like, I can't wait for the price of gas to go down so I can stop talking about the price of gas with every small talk conversation. Because <laughs> yes. how true is that? Oh, man. I've, I've, I've been noticing a trend when I've been getting gas at the gas pumps. I'm sure I'm, I'm I mean, because it's such a hot topic now. It's cold here in Milwaukee. Freezing. Um, I don't. Up today. I don't know how many people stand outside when they pump gas versus those that sit in the car. I'm still firmly planted in the "it's way too fucking cold" <laughs> to stand outside and watch numbers ring up. Absolutely. Um, but I've noticed something. A lot of people here, they will look at those numbers and they will hawk eye them until that pump stops pumping. Um, 
certainly it's due to raising gas prices or just the rise in gas prices. But man, like you really think about where you need to go today, right? And like, do you really need to go there? Do you really need to put those miles on? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of, a lot of moving parts. Regardless, um, you're doing great. Thank you. You're, you're, you're traveling. You're seeing your, like, all of your players. You got a pipeline. Um, so we're looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah, man. It'll be good. I'm excited. Um, it's, it's fun to finally be able to be doing it, you know? It's, it, I, I mean, I've been thinking about it for almost two years now to finally be in it and have guys and a good group of guys and they're all working their ass off and yeah it'll be good more to come i think more to come yeah, i think you'll hear about you'll hear about it for sure excellent yeah cool i don't have anything else today man i mean no let's go to bed let's do well, it you go home yep i'm going to bed i can't stay here you guys got a dog bed i heard that dog bed's pretty comfortable Tempur Pedic. Uh, there's probably a grumpy old dog in that <laughs> dog bed <laughs> Um, all right, man. Well, follow us on the socials. You know where to find us, Substack, Twitter, Instagram, all Impact Sports. You can find it all there. Um, surprise guest on Wednesday. Ooh, in, in person. person, in the studio, a.k.a. my basement, the one, the only, Meat Stick, Brian Klemecki, will be here to break down all of the free agency news. Uh, probably talk about some of these again because I know he's got some hot takes on all of this as well. And God, by the time Wednesday rolls around, Wednesday morning when he's coming in, there could be oh a whole, whole new, new set of headlines. Yes, it's crazy how quickly the news is flying. So he's he'll been be in on Wednesday. He's been spitting off. He's been dying We're, to get back on this. Podcast. Oh man, I'm I'm in a group text. So there's three of us. It's obviously yourself, Meat Locker, and I. I can't even keep up. Like oh man, yeah, you go into an hour long meeting, you come out to 35 texts, and and like you just go into another meeting. So then like. You come out, I got 70 texts to catch up on. Um, the guy is ready to talk. Yeah, he's got he's got some thoughts, so we'll catch up with him. Definitely get excited for Wednesday, guys. Yeah, and we'll talk to you all later. Later, guys. Bye.